Welcome to this podcast on endorsements brought to you by Cali. I'm Professor Jennifer Martin. The topic of this podcast is what an endorsement is, the different types of endorsements, and why they can be important. My suspicion is that most of you have signed the back of a check, that is, you've endorsed it, perhaps without necessarily understanding the significance. I will try to shed some light on all this. I realize that the use of paper checks is in decline and many of you rarely write them. Despite this, there are still a substantial number of checks written and financial fraud remains a problem for attorneys, who might be the victim of it themselves. Not only is it a practice issue, but endorsements are covered in Article 3 of the Uniform Commercial Code, which is tested by a number of states on the bar examination. Endorsements in particular sometimes comes up on bar examinations. It is important to try and use the correct terminology, so be on the lookout for the following. Endorsement, endorser, special endorsement, blank endorsement, anomalous endorsement, restrictive endorsement, holder, and person entitled to enforce, sometimes called PEAT. For purposes of this discussion, we will presume that we have a negotiable instrument governed by Article 3 of the UCC. Typically, we're talking about a check or a promissory note. You are most likely familiar with endorsements in the context of checks, so my examples will focus on checks. Don't forget, though, that endorsements are important for promissory notes if they are negotiable. While I suspect that you have some idea what an endorsement is, UCC 3204 tells us that it is simply a signature made on an instrument typically on the reverse side. It is done for the purpose of negotiating an instrument, restricting payment on an instrument, or perhaps incurring endorser liability on an instrument under 3415. Of note, Endorsements do not include signatures by the maker of a promissory note or the drawer of a check as those types of signatures are used to issue an instrument or a signature by an accepting bank that's going to pay an item. While we normally endorse a check on the reverse side of the check, it could be made elsewhere on the instrument and still be an endorsement or even on a paper affixed to the instrument we will call the person making the endorsement an endorser. I find that an example is usually helpful. Let's presume that my parents send me a check for $100 for my birthday. If I sign the back of the check so that I can deposit the check, my signature is an endorsement. Moreover, we call this type of endorsement a blank endorsement according to 3205, which makes the instrument payable to bearer and it can be transferred by possession alone until specially endorsed. This means that if I endorse the check prior to taking it to the bank and then I lose the check, I will have transferred it to the person with possession even if that possession is not rightful. I guess I should be more careful. Perhaps there are other types of endorsements that might help me out here. 
As it turns out, there's an endorsement under 3206 called a restrictive endorsement. Perhaps you've used this one yourself. One of the permissible restrictive endorsements is to sign your name on the reverse side of the instrument, but add the words for deposit only or for collection. These are permissible restrictive endorsements that require compliance with the endorsement by later takers of the instrument. Those who do not act in accordance with a restrictive endorsement will find themselves having converted the item. So, with respect to my birthday check, if I endorse the check on the reverse side and add the words for deposit only at my account at First Bank, I will be protected from thieves who try to take the instrument if I lose it and obtain payment due to the restriction on the endorsement. Now, I'm being more careful. Before we move on though, there are some type of restrictive endorsements that the code does not enforce. For instance, if the endorsement limits payment to a particular person. An example of this would be if the endorser signs but adds the words, pay only Sarah. I've seen this type of language used in bar examination questions. This type of restriction would not be enforceable and would be disregarded. The bar examiner is looking for you to recognize that the restriction in this type of restrictive endorsement is not effective. Similarly, if the endorsement attempted to prevent further transfer of the instrument, Another favorite of bar exams is an unenforceable restrictive endorsement where the endorser signs but adds a condition to the right of the endorsee to receive payment. An example of this might be a signature which adds the words, pay to Sarah if she gets the Cali Award in Payment Systems. A person paying the instrument or taking it for value can disregard that condition. On the bar exam, you should be clear that conditions added to endorsements are not enforced. So it seems that I cannot endorse the check and write pay only Sarah and have that be enforced. But are there other ways to make sure that Sarah gets the money? It is possible to use what's called a special endorsement under 3205. A special endorsement identifies the person to whom it makes the instrument payable. Once specially endorsed, the instrument is payable to that person and only that person's endorsement will suffice. So now, if I want to transfer my check to Sarah, I would write pay to Sarah and then sign my name on the reverse side of the instrument. This is an effective special endorsement. At this point in time, Sarah can enforce the instrument or perhaps she can endorse it to someone else. One more thing about special endorsements. A holder of an instrument that has a blank endorsement can make that endorsement into a special endorsement even after the fact by adding identification of the person to whom the instrument is payable above the endorsement. There's one last type of endorsement to cover. It's an anomalous endorsement. An anomalous endorsement is simply an endorsement made by a person 
who is not the holder of the instrument. As such, it does not affect the manner in which the instrument can be negotiated. It could, however, make the signer liable on the instrument as an endorser for purposes of endorsement liability under 3415. An example of this would be if a thief steals my birthday check before I endorse it and then the thief signs the reverse side in an attempt to negotiate it. That signature would be an anomalous endorsement. At this point, you might be able to guess why endorsements are important. Let's make sure that we know how this all comes together. Endorsements are important in the process of negotiation of an instrument. Negotiation is simply the transfer of possession of an instrument to a person who becomes its holder and is thereby a person entitled to enforce the instrument. We sometimes call the person entitled to, the, to enforce the instrument a peat. When an instrument is payable to an identified person, the process of negotiation requires not only transfer of possession of the instrument, but also the endorsement. Most checks are written out to an identified person, such as my case of the birthday check written out to me by my parents. Sometimes, though, checks are written out not to an identified person, but rather to cash or something similar. In those cases, the instrument is called bearer paper and not written out to an identified person. So in the case of a bearer instrument, the endorsement is not needed. At this point, you should be able to identify the different types of endorsements and describe how to use them as well as the reason why endorsements are important. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on endorsements. Laudables are produced and distributed by Cali, the Center for Computer-Assisted Legal Instruction. Find more Laudables at www.cali.org slash laudables. Send your question and feedback to laudables at cali.org. That's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at C-A-L-I dot org. The Laudable theme music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.